0: You've got it tuned to The Rendezvous.
1: Bonsoir, good evening, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. And during The Rendezvous, we talk love and relationships. Uh, Last night, I told you there was a friend of mine who called me because she didn't know if her boyfriend was playing hard to get or playing the distance, and she had me call him, and then he went straight to voicemail. And tonight, again, she called me and she said, Do me a favor, call him again to see if the phone works. This time, can I be honest, I didn't call him. And I don't think anyone, like, to answer somebody else's obsession should go overboard. And I've been in her shoes, so I know how painful it is when you're waiting for somebody's call and you imagine the phone is broken, it went to the lake, or maybe he doesn't want to talk to you. You find all kind of reason. But I told her, no, I can't do that. That would be fitting to your obsessions. Anyway, if you have any questions, call me. 855-905-8255. Bonsoir. When you have a question... 855-905-8255. 855 905 8255. Bonjour, Kisha. Bonjour. Bonjour. What is going on? How can I help you?
0: Uh, well, I need your advice. I am in the high end, like luxury jewelry industry. And I have a client that would always come to my event. Um, he's in the industry as well as like a brand rep. And he would always come to our event with his wife. And I ended up leaving the company that I was with, and he mm-hmm. contacted me um, through social media and asked if we could meet up, that he would, might be able to get me a different position or something higher, you know, just like a networking business meeting. Yep. Sure. So I met with him, and I show up at the table, and he's there waiting for me with a dozen roses. And I, Uh-oh. under my impression, I thought this, yes, I thought this was just a networking thing. So I was kind of taken back and, you know, so I just flat out asked him, what about your wife? I thought you were married. He's like, well, we're separated. And so I was like, well, so technically you are still married. And he's like, yeah, legally. And I I mean, I think he's attractive. I wasn't ever trying to, you know, get in between his marriage, but I'm just kind of confused on what I should do now. Like, should I pursue that or no? So I I I just need your help.
1: Sure. Okay. So how much do you like him?
0: Well, I mean, I don't know him that well because he was just always there with his wife, but I think he's very attractive. He's very well put together. And I mean, from what I know of him, I mean, I'm interested, but it just bothers me that, you know, he's still technically married.
1: Well, okay. So you are not half married. You either are married or not married at all. So basically, until you're divorced and you still live with the person, you're really technically married. So... If I were you, I would take the time to get to know the person, but no ulala, no romance, no muchi duchi, nothing. Just get to know him as a friend. And I would give him a chance as a friend, but I would not do anything, and I mean it, nothing romantic, until he's legally separated.
0: Okay. That's, that's good. That's good advice.
1: If you respect the frame you will have a great ending, but you got to respect his situation, and he's got to respect his own situation, actually, and get out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully okay. he'll be into that, too. So, yeah, that, that's really helpful. Thank you.
1: Let's see what he says. Good luck to you, and good luck to him. Thank you. You want to know how I know firsthand you should never, never date somebody who is still married, even though they're separated? I'll tell you that next. Simon Marcel, bonsoir. You remember, the creator of this show is Don't Do Like Me, Do Better Than Me? Here's another story why. When I was in my 20s, still in Paris, I really engaged in a relationship with somebody who was separated but still married. And she would tell me, you know, oh, I'm going to divorce him. And I caught feelings for her. I caught feelings. And she never, never finally divorced. And I was left up with my heart broken. And I learned firsthand, I said, Simon, you should have known better. Do not date somebody even separated. You've got to only date somebody who's got a divorce paper sign. And when I say that, I said that because I suffered from it as a point of I me. Mean, my heart was broken by this woman. And it's my fault. I should have never dated her anyway. So don't do like me. Do better than me. Never date somebody until they are divorced. And there's another thing that my mom taught me when it comes to romance. And I want to share that with you next. Simon Marcel, you know how much we all learn from our parents? And my mom, and this is very recent, we had a conversation on the phone just maybe a couple weeks ago. I speak to my mom about once a week. And she told me that. She said, you know, Simon, that the biggest love stories often start as a friendship. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, when I met your dad... that's 55 or 56 years ago, we started just as friends for a couple months. I was attracted, he was attracted, but we didn't do anything. I think that's the great way to start really new relationships. Start to get to know your new partner without the heaviness, the pressure, and the tension coming from, are we going to kiss? Are we going to do that? Is he likes me and doesn't like me? And if you take away that side of the discovering each other, doesn't it feel lighter? So that's an advice straight from Paris from my dear mother, great relationships can start with a wonderful friendship. Take your time to get to know your partner. You call that next on the rendezvous 855-905-8255. When you don't know what to do inside your relationship, just call me 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Mason. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Good. What is up, my friend?
2: Okay, I really need your help on this one. Um, (laughs) My wife mom, she has an ex, and they're friends on social media, and he likes her pictures all the time, she likes his, they send little messages back and forth, and it really bothers me, Um, I just think it's crossing the line, it's disrespectful to our marriage, and my wife just thinks I'm being paranoid, thinks I'm just being jealous, so I need your help, tell me if I'm crazy or I'm absolutely right.
1: Okay, and before I answer, have you read any of the messages that were sent on the Facebook or anything personally? Have you read firsthand the messages?
2: No, no. I mean, I respect her privacy. I mean, it is her account, so I don't sneak, I don't look, I don't break any trust. And I do trust my wife, but I just think it crosses a boundary in our relationship when she's talking to her ex.
1: Would you be feeling better if she would open the messenger and you could read that the messages are just plain and not romantic or not even just charming, just good to a conversation between two friends? Would you be okay with that?
2: You know what? If it was open and I could just look at them when they do communicate, I think I would feel better. If it's just open okay. dialogue between two so friends and it's platonic and there's nothing going on, I think I would feel better about that.
1: So that's my compromise. I would go to her and say, listen, if you open your messenger to me, um, I can check it out in front of you together. We do it together or whenever. And I see that it's just you know, casually friendship and, and friend talks. I'm totally cool with it. You can keep you know messaging him. If you don't want me to see it, then it's a different conversation that you need to have way more serious. My hope is that she'll say, absolutely. Let me show you what I message back and forth. And it's all just generic and no big deal. If it's not the case then call me back because we need to talk more seriously about you know another talk to have. But I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt 100%. Let's just ask your wife to open the messages to you, and let's see what there is. Maybe there's nothing to worry. It's just two friends chatting.
2: You know what? I absolutely like this idea because if there's nothing going on, she should have no reason not to just open it up and let me read them.
1: I I think so, too, and in her favor, too, because hopefully it's all good. If it's not the case, Houston, we have a problem. Call me back.
2: Thank you so much, Simon. I appreciate
1: it. Fingers crossed and and have a good night. I got an email with somebody who's jealous because their partner had a dream. Stay with me, and I'll tell you what the dream was about. Simon Marcel, bonsoir. When you have a question and you can't call me, just email me at TheRendezVousShow.com. Trisha, what do we have?
0: All right. So this is a listener email from Ryan Uh that says my girlfriend is upset with me because she had a dream that I was cheating on her and she wants me to apologize for it. at first, I know at first I thought she was joking, but she's dead serious. I think it's ridiculous because I obviously didn't do anything, so I don't think I should have to apologize. But now we're in a big fight over this stupid dream. How do I get through to her when she's not being rational?
1: Ryan, stay with me because both of you have done something wrong. And I'll tell you what it is next. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. So I got this email from Ryan that says, basically, my girlfriend is mad at me because she had a dream I was cheating on her. And it's not true. But what can I do now? Because, you know, she is upset at me for something she dreamed that I didn't do. And you guys both made a mistake. First of all, because... Your girlfriend, the mistake she made is that she should have never told you about the dream. We have dreams, anxiety, nightmares. Our partners are not our shrink. Don't tell your dreams to your partners. All it creates is questions and problems. And you, Ryan, has made a mistake to instead of taking it with a sense of humor, you got into it and try to defend yourself instead of diffusing the situation by it's just a dream, maybe call a shrink. And that's what you have to learn from this. Explain to your girlfriend, she made the dream, she has, you know, a wild imagination, that's, that's her dream, it's her property, it's her movie, it's for her to keep, not to share with you. And you, Ryan, keep your sense of humor. That's my advice for you. You call that next on The Rendezvous. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. Rendezvous equal romance. Romance equal your story. Bonjour, Antonella.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour. You have a romantic story to share with us tonight?
3: Yes. Um, Please. I was uh, my husband um, when he proposed to me. It was the night he proposed to me. It was the most romantic night of my life. He
0: he. Uh, so
3: he, he uh, told me the night before that he wanted to uh, do something special. And if I could just pack a, a little overnight bag and be ready when he got back to my house to pick me up in a you wanted me in a really elegant outfit for the evening and something casual for the next day. And he picked me up and he took me to this really swanky uh, hotel mm-hmm. um, over uh, in Santa Barbara. He drove us to Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. and we had this beautiful, Dinner. We went down to the ocean overlooking the water, and then we returned to the hotel where he had put red rose petals all over the bed oh, and all sweet. the way leading up to the bed and around the living room. Because, you know, obviously he was going to lead me somewhere at the end of the evening, <laughs> but I didn't know. He, he kind of kept all that hidden. So anyways, we go back to the hotel, and we come in, and there's all these, like, rose petals, and he had had them bring up champagne and all, you know, all the goodies that... Wow. And I thought, oh, something's up. You know, it was very, you <laughs> yes. know, very romantic. Right. And um, uh-huh. we got onto the balcony, which looked out toward the ocean. And, you know, he started just nuzzling my neck and then he got down on one knee and he proposed to me. And it was so romantic out there in Santa Barbara, hearing the waves crashing behind. It was,
1: oh, I, it was so-
3: very special. And I mean, how could a girl say no to that? So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that is true. This is, this is a great So I know Santa Barbara a little bit, and it's very romantic, so that's another great spot in America to propose, but he put a lot of attention into it, a lot of romance, and I mean, he raised the bar. So thank you so much for sharing that story of how you got engaged. That's that just beautiful story, and it shows thank every you. night there's romance in America. Thank you for sharing that story, the line. have a good night. Thank you,
3: Simon. Bye-bye.
1: Oh, actually, I just got a DM on my Twitter account, at Rendezvous Radio, and that's next. Welcome back to the Rendezvous. If you have a question, you just can't call me, you can tweet a DM your question, at Rendezvous Radio. Trisha, what's the DM tonight?
0: All right, so this DM says, The guy I've been talking to on a dating app always asks me out spur of the moment. What does Mm -hmm. it mean when a guy only wants to make same-day
1: plans? Ah... I know what that means. Okay, stay with me. I'll tell you what that means exactly next on the rendezvous. So what does it mean when a guy asks you out on the same day, over and over? Never any notice, never the day before, on the same day, and then you just say, hey, let's hang out, let's get together. There's another two words for that you may remember. Boutique call. Same thing, right? Somebody just think of you not for very long future plans, not for romance. He really hoped that you, his last chance, last resort, everybody else is busy, everybody else he likes is busy, and he goes to you and he goes, hey, you want to hang out? That's why he doesn't give you any notice. And the best thing to do is not answer. If that happens once, it's okay. It can be like spontaneous. Twice, start not answering and then block him because that's very rude. Or if you're into ooh la calls, then I guess you can go with it, but that's what it means. You call the next, 855-905-8255. Simon, Marcel, bonsoir. You have a question? You call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Ryan.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: What is going on?
2: Um, I'm in the. all right, so I have a friend, this female friend, and uh, we're friends, but we recently hooked up doing a party. And oh. now I have feelings for her, but I don't know if she has feelings for me like that. And I want to approach her to take it to the next level. And I don't know how, you know, without looking like an, you know, <laughs> you, know you know what
1: I'm saying? I understand. Okay. Uh, we
2: did ooh We did ooh
1: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So uh, a couple questions. Just tell me honestly, how much do you like her?
2: I like her as a friend, but then, you know, after the ooh-la-la, <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I just, It's more emotional now. You know, I just feel more, I feel weird around her, you know? And I don't know how to like, I think she still sees me as a friend, but I don't know how to.
1: Okay. So, okay. So, so my point is you like her romantically now. Mm -hmm. You would like her to be your girlfriend. Right. Okay. So to get out of the friend zone, once you've been friends, there's very simple way, especially you already had you say, instead of, um, going for coffee or lunch, you're going to ask her out on a date. Say, I would love to take you out on a date for dinner. I want you to say it out loud because that's the only message that is not confusing and mm-hmm. gets you out of the friend zone. And if she says, yes, I'd love it, then you guys going to start dating. If she says, no, I can't do that, then you know she doesn't want to be more than friends and you're going to either decide, I'll stay friend with her and forget the ooh la and the romance for now, or it's just too much and I can't be friends anymore. But the way out of friend zone is to be 100% honest. I would love to take you on a dinner date this weekend. Okay. That sentence sets the mood for romance because everybody in the world knows that a dinner date is romantic. Right. Okay? Yeah. All right, Ryan. So good luck to you. And I keep my fingers crossed she'll say yes, I'd love it, and you guys are good to go. Right. I will. Thank you. Anytime. Have a good night, Ryan. More Rendezvous next. Bonsoir good evening thank you for listening to The Rendezvous thank you for uh, being with me every night i know it's late and maybe you're still at work like me or you're driving back from work or going to work or even be at home and 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 spending the evening with me and and i thank you for that really very much same for the calls and 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 the love stories uh, and the questions thank you uh, i know you like The Rendezvous you with me every night so i just want to put my podcast out there too. we got this fabulous podcast called La Confession where the truth always comes out. Basically, it's all about relationships, joy of life, ooh-la-la, questions such as, should you tell your friends if they are being cheated on or should you break up before or after a trip? And many questions we often talk about on this show, but in a much longer Uncensored version. You don't want to miss my podcast. Go check it out on our heart radio app, La Confession, with your humble servant, Simon Marcel. Have a good night. I'll be back tomorrow. Bonsoir et à demain, les amis.
3: The Rendezvous Show.